Sometimes, oh. sometimes a mama <laughs> yeah. has extra uh, burdens. How yeah. you doing this morning, mama? Well, <clears throat> on one hand, good. On one hand, not I don't know, good. not as good. I'll, I'll tell everybody what's, and I intentionally didn't talk about this until they left because, you know, it's just it, when you have adult children, it's just different. It's just different. You can't tell them what to do anymore. Right. You know, when they become adults, it's crazy. This thing called life, they just, they get to make their own choices. And, uh, but on a, on a, on a, on a sweet, sweet note, my daughters, Haley and Abby, all year long, they have been planning and saving and, uh, I mean, really planning a trip of a lifetime, yeah. a sister's trip of a lifetime to go to Europe. Yeah. To fly into London, to go to uh, Paris for a couple of days, Lucerne in Switzerland, um, over to Munich. They have, I mean, this is this is what they've been planning all year. Well, of course, we're watching, you know, everything that's happening in the world. Right. <laughs> and, you know, if, if Mama had it her way, would I have had them postpone this trip? You betcha. You mm-hmm. betcha. Um, but... They didn't. Nope. And they <laughs> about they the left time they got on the plane last night. Well, they <laughs> yes. were probably somewhere over the Atlantic yes, when probably. the international travel advisory came out. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, is I'd already been telling them because I think I know it was. I wish they'd have done it a couple of days earlier, but anyway, I can't think about it now. They are there. They uh-huh. flew overnight last night. They landed this morning. Um, had a direct flight out of Orlando and they said it was the best flight experience. They said it was, it just felt, for, they were in first class, but it felt first class. Oh, wow. Um, so they're there now and they're going to be there for a little bit. And I am, yeah. And so I'm going to be <laughs> so nervous, you know, it just, but at the same time, you have to trust the Lord. You know, he's, he's numbered their days. He's ordered their steps. He, you know, I have to stand in faith that he's got them. You can't live in fear. Right. Um, and, and you I mean, and Pete have raised your girls quite well. Yeah. And Haley is more the planner. Abby is yes. more the let's have the experience. Yes. So I was yes. talking to Haley the other day, and uh-huh. Haley's Haley's like, I just don't want to. I, I'm glad I'm a planner, but I don't want to be uh-huh. in that mode the whole time we're over there. I want to be able to experience and enjoy it and not be thinking yeah. about, oh, What's the next thing we have to to, to do? To do, yeah. Um, but they usually have a great time together. Your, your, oh, yeah. Your girls have such a great relationship. They do. They they're do. smart. They're gonna they're gonna have a t- the time of their life. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Well, if you think about it, just pray for them. Just pray for their <laughs> safety and that everything is everything is is okay and they get back home. So it's 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 going to be a nerve-wracking couple of weeks, but and again, I want them to have a blast. Yeah. I want them to have so much fun. I yeah. mean, they've so been looking forward to this. It's just who could have seen what happened, you know, in Israel a couple of weeks ago sure. and how that's, you know, it's tensions are high all around the globe. Yeah. So anyway. I honestly am amazed. I mean, we just talked with Jules last hour about you know, the fact that the both of you past yeah. eight o'clock pretty much turn into pumpkins. Yes. And you're more alert and awake than I would have expected this morning. <laughs> it's called adrenaline. It's called adrenaline. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> that explains it. Talking about the fact that Carmen's daughters are traveling and uh, mm-hmm. they had a great airplane experience. One of the yeah. most frustrating things about airline travel to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is boarding and deplaning. Hmm. And it just seems like there are better, more efficient ways to do it yeah. than most airlines do. And, you know, the, the boarding groups pay no attention to where your seat's actually going to be on the ones that do assigned seating. So you're crawling over people and you're mm-hmm. doing, you know, it just it's, it can be less than convenient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, United Airlines is taking a step 
towards making that a little bit better. And this makes all the sense in the world to me. Okay. Oh, I'm eager to hear. They're going to start prioritizing window seat passengers. In other words, window seat passengers go in first. First. Oh, so people don't have to climb over you. So you're not crawling over people Mm -hmm. to get to that window seat that you've been assigned. So starting, unfortunately, uh, your daughter's missed this because it doesn't start Mm -hmm. till the 26th of this month. Mm-hmm. But they'll start implementing bo- a boarding process that puts window seat passengers in economy class ahead of peers in the middle and the aisle. So there's still the the pre-boarding and the, you know, some of that other that's going to put people in seats, you know, mm-hmm. that, that are going to board earlier than the, the window seat people. But when it comes to then general boarding, window seats first. Hmm. That's I like it. I think that's well, great. I think it makes sense to me. I wonder how people that are are, are aisle seat sitters, they're, if they're going to feel you know disgruntled by by that. I or, wouldn't think, I so, think so if I were one. I mean, this is this it, is this is talking about people who have assigned seats. Right, so right, I, right. This isn't going to be Southwest. Yeah. You're not. You're not you don't, fighting you don't for lose. the seat. Yeah. Sorry, and, you don't lose your aisle seat. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, and you don't have people climbing over you to get to the window seat. Right. You don't have to get up. You just have to, in. you just can't, you, you have to wait, maybe. It might change the order of boarding, and you might think, oh, I'm having to wait longer out here yeah. than I did before. But if it makes the process faster, that might be the selling point on the other side. They say it could save them as much as two minutes. That's what they're estimating. Yeah. And that's just because people aren't standing in the aisle waiting to get into that window seat. So, yeah, you might be in the airport a little longer than getting on the plane. But for Carmen, that's a plus. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and if you know yeah. that when you do go in, your, your aisle you seat have is your seat, yeah. waiting yeah. on you and nobody's going to be crawling over you to get it, to the it window. It wouldn't bother me. I'm typically an aisle sitter. It, me too. I sometimes like the window seat, but uh, it might Mm-mm. make a difference in how I book yeah. because I do sometimes do the window seat. I am a window seater. You I are. like yes, you the are. window seat. Yep. See, Dave and I travel well together. We really do because he's the window, you and I, you're the aisle. Yes, yeah. I'm the aisle, and then if it's not a full flight, we have our seat in between us. And right. then, and what's really funny because we've traveled together a lot. If it's not Hammy or somebody, you know, typically, typically it's a stranger in between right. me and Dave. And then, you know, I'll lean over and say something to him, and then it, you can just see people like trying to figure out. It's like, wait a minute. Y'all know each other. He's <laughs> sitting the in the window. Here? Yeah. And then I, nine times out of 10, I'll look at him and I'll say, we work together. <laughs> <laughs> so the other funny. thing that you need to know is that when that person sits down between us, that stranger yeah. sits between us. When we yeah. land, wherever it is that we're going, uh-huh. uh, Carmen will have made a friend and they will <laughs> still be a stranger to me. I love our listening family. They're so they're just so sweet and so encouraging. I talked a little bit earlier, half hour or so ago, about my daughters. They have landed in London, and they've just been planning this trip literally all year, just a sister trip, and they've been so excited for it, saved for it, you know, got the capsule wardrobes, got the the carry-ons, made everything fit in the carry-on, weren't going to check, check the, you know, luggage. They've got the travel backpacks and um, they just, they've been so excited, but I obviously mom, a little nervous and especially with the U S uh, <laughs> this is what's so funny. This is so on brand for my family. They, their flight left at nine o'clock last night. And I think the travel advisory, or at least the news ticker that I see, they, it was, came through at 10 30. So yes, an hour and right. a half after they <laughs> take they got off just <laughs> under the tra- wire. Yeah, they, <laughs> I know if mama had gotten that, cause I'd already been trying to you know talk to them it's like do we want to like maybe postpone and anyway sweet listener uh sent me this dm i wanted to read it i don't know her name uh but she said i just returned home listen to this from being stuck in israel with my husband and 52 of our church family and i knew a lot i knew a lot of folks had been over there as a matter of fact governor desantis i think he's he has sent two planes over there now um and brought Uh, folks home. Uh, We were sailing on the Sea of Galilee when war broke out. Oh, my word. I know. Can you imagine? Sea of Galilee, and then you hear of this. My poor mom and daddy were back in the States, scared to death of what was to come. I was able to call her each day and remind her that I was his and that he ordained my steps from the beginning. I was 
I assured her that although I was unsure and quite scared at times, I had the peace that passes all understanding. I know your mama's heart is excited, but so very scared for your precious girls to be on this journey. But please know and rest in the fact that they are his and they have his protection around them. The Lord ordained our steps and led us back home to safety. And I will never stop telling my story of his grace and mercy. Prayers for your precious girls and their safety. And then um, she just went on and said, can't can't wait to hear about their trip of a Mm, lifetime. So that's really sweet. I do. I have faith in the Lord. And before they left yesterday, um, you know, we all circled up and and prayed. And I, I do. I do trust the Lord. It's it's that. It's that parent thing where right. you know that they belong to the Lord, but we have this illusion of control. We really don't have control, but mm-hmm. we think that we do. And it's just times like this is you're reminded of how much you're not in control. Yeah, so, right. but th- thank you to that sweet listener for reaching out. And oh my goodness, I'm I'm thankful that they're home from Israel too. Carmen's been sharing with us about her daughters on this trip. Obviously, it's you know your mama's heart's beating a little bit this morning mm-hmm. with you your girls mm-hmm. landing in London and just, the, you know, concerns with the travel and stuff. Sure. And the encouragement back from that listener reminded me of a mm-hmm. passage of scripture mm. that I memorized early on and have forgotten because of different translations, but I've got it up in the NIV here and it's Romans chapter eight. It's right toward the end of the chapter. And mm-hmm. it's just so encouraging the perspective that you get here and the assurance that you get uh, from the scriptures. And this applies to us in our in our daily life, in the struggles that we all face. You may be facing a diagnosis. You may be facing just trouble in your family. There are many troubles. And then there are those, we don't think about it too much here in the Western part of the world, but many, many Christians throughout the world are facing persecution, imprisonment, mm-hmm. jail, and things like that because of their faith. And Paul is writing to a group of people who have faced some persecution and will face more in the future. And he just writes these inspired words. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who Mm. can be against us? Mm -hmm. And then he goes on and grounds that in the gospel and what Jesus has done for us and in the promise that we will be persecuted. But also he says this in verse 37, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I mean, that's the ultimate anchor, the ultimate hope for Mm -hmm. the Christian. Whatever you're facing today, take those words from God to the bank. Let's talk about the weather when it's small talk, that's just white noise. But yeah. when there's actual news, it's worth bringing up because there's some people in this trio of three, uh, trio of three, I can't believe I just <laughs> said that, who actually do care a lot about the forecast. Now, NOAA has come out with their winter forecast, and here's what what we pay the big, the big science for. Um, we have equal chances of being slightly cooler or slightly warmer. Ooh. What? So that's as, pre- that's as precise Isn't as I've ever seen. <laughs> it 50-50 either way. Yeah. So, National Weather Service. What's it going to be like this winter? Meh. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Noah said that U.S. winter of 23-24 will probably be dominated by the El Nino. Uh, El Nino is the unusually warm water in the tropical Pacific, and that's one of the things they're looking at. There are a few other factors that go into this forecast And what they did find out was that the northern tier of the U.S. and much of the far Mm -hmm. west will see warmer than average temperatures. So up in Maine, out in Pacific Northwest, it looks like uh, warmer conditions. In Alaska, perhaps northern conditions. Uh, Not really any places that are expecting cooler than average weather. And I thought, Carmen, that the Farmer's Almanac were saying that this was supposed to be a cooler than average winter. I do remember seeing that. I yeah, do remember seeing I, that. I hung on to that because, as Me I too. said, there are people in this circle that really want, want to see that happen. To be yeah. cooler, right? In, yeah. the, in this trio of three. <laughs> yes. Uh, one, uh, one. I was once part of a quartet of four. Really? Yeah, I was. Uh, uh, so the the thing that they're 
pretty sure about is that we will see wetter than usual conditions across the south okay. because of El Nino. And that applies to Alabama, to Florida, and to Georgia. Um, but there are a number of things they just cannot predict. The number of features, something called Arctic Oscillation, which can unleash unusually cold temperatures across the central and eastern U.S. Uh, things like the Siberian snow cover are not factored into this as well. Uh, so there are a number of things you just, you know, you can only forecast so much. Right. And then the weather's just going to be what the weather is, you know. So we pay these people the big bucks to basically say, I don't know. That's that's <laughs> kind of, a, uh, you know, it's so disappointing when you see equal chances, equal chances. Right. It's a big. Yes, it is. Big blob of where it, mm-hmm. we don't yeah. know at it all. It could be this, could be that. Your guess is as good as mine. That's is like, basically what they're the saying. first time we went to get, you know, to, to when Kimberly was pregnant, yeah, and they literally looked at us and said, "Well, it's a fifty-fifty. Could be a boy. Could be a boy. Could, could be, be a girl." girl. I'm like that reminds me. There, there's an urban legend about a, a obstetrician or an OBGYN who used to have a hundred percent prediction rate all of his patients. Yeah, except that. After he retired, they figured out his his deal. Yeah. Hmm. He would tell the couple sitting in front of him, let's say it's he says, well, I think it's going to be a boy. Uh-huh. And then he would write on the calendar at their due date, girl. So okay. he'd say, I, I'm, I'm going to write it down right now. Right. I think it's going to be mm-hmm. a boy. And right. He would write down girl. Well, if it's hmm. a boy, nobody ever checks. But if it's a girl, they go, well, you said it was going to be a boy. Uh-huh. And he goes, I don't know. Let me check the calendar. <laughs> nope, I wrote down girl. <gasps> oh, and that's, that's how you get a hundred percent prediction yeah. rate, oh, boy. right there. That's so what? Funny. What Noah needs to do is say, uh-huh. Oh yeah, it's going to be a terrible winter. Lots of snow. Let me just write down warmer winter than <laughs> usual. Well, my babies are good. They're good right now during those two songs. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I'm talking to Bill. Bill's in mid-sentence, and all of a sudden, my phone rings. It's, <laughs> they're FaceTiming me. It's Haley and Abby, and I just said, sorry, Bill. Anyway, answered the phone. They're in their little, I don't know, the place where they're staying. It's an Airbnb, I guess, mm-hmm. but it's so funny because when I, I uh, you know, answer my phone, they're both laying on the bed because obviously they've flown all night. And they're like, here's our place. This is where we're going to be for the next four days. Abby literally stands up. It's tiny. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. tiny. And they, she goes, Mom, look at this. And she stands up. Actually, I'll send this picture to Dave and Bill so they can see it while I'm talking about it. Um, it's it's two Abbeys. So she can stand up. She can touch the wall. Hold on one second. Let me send this <laughs> Don't tell she me can she's t- stretching her oh. hands across the no, room. No, she can. Yes. You're, I just sent you all the pictures so you can see it. Uh-huh. Um, She's got her arms out, touching the wall, mm-hmm. and so and then she steps one more. So it's two abbeys across. Look at that! Uh, this little place <laughs> that they're staying, but so fun, so fun. They said again. They said that the flight was great, super smooth. Very. They did Norse, I think Norse Airlines. I'd never uh, heard of it. They okay. used to be another airline, and then they transitioned into Norse. It's mm. a newer airline, but they said it was just. First class Great. all the way. But they're there. They're inside their little Airbnb. Right. But they're going to be there for you know the next four days. And How exciting for them. Of, yeah. of course, yep. we, we've been talking earlier just about being a parent and your kids yeah. traveling at a time like this, which is, which, yes. you know, is not, that's not fun. But I will say this traveling, it can give you such uh, a gift, uh, yeah. such a perspective. Right after college, I got to do a trip around Europe. Mm-hmm. And it, or after high school, I should say, yeah. before college, it wasn't yeah. a gap year. It was just a summer trip, but it was really probably one of the most, probably one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Just mm-hmm. to be able to see the world from outside yeah. of our your own walls world. and our small yes. perspective. And to gain the yeah. perspective too. I mean, I have not traveled to Europe, but I did watch a lot of house hunters, uh, foreign or whatever they call it, international. (laughs) Here's what what they're learning right now in the place Mm -hmm. that they're staying. Americans love big open spaces. And Europeans, it's more like New York. Everything is packed into a tight little area. Right. We had had a friend here from the UK after COVID. And I know when we were talking to him, he was was talking to 
he, he was, we were talking about COVID and having to be inside our homes and, you know, just how it was. And he, he said, try being, cause he lived in the UK right. and he said, try being in the UK when you're talking 1200 square feet, mm-hmm. family of six, you know, four kids, yeah he and his yeah. wife. And it's just, it was, it was tiny, but yes, very different experience than what we have uh, in America. Well, they sure. won't be spending a ton of time inside that Airbnb. I don't think. No, not at all. Thanksgiving is, of course, a day where we sit down and we count our blessings and hopefully you get to spend time with family and there's turkey and there's all the stuff that goes with it and there's football. So traditionally, the Dallas Cowboys have faced Mm -hmm. off against the uh, Washington Commanders, formerly known as the Washington football team, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, Mm -hmm. and they will again this year. Cowboys versus the, Commanders. Yeah, who are the two teams? Is it is it Detroit, Detroit and mm-hmm. Dallas? Those are the two teams that always play on Thanksgiving Day. And this year, it's more than just about the football. I don't know if you yeah. typically watch the Cowboys and the Commanders I play. Mm, I mean, it's on in the background, but yeah, we have it on. Pay attention at halftime this year. Okay. Dolly Parton will be performing. <gasps> oh! Whoa! It used to be that, you know, the big stars were only booked for something like the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. But this is a traditional game that's got television coverage Uh that draws enough audience, and now they're looking to maybe draw a little more audience. So they've asked Dolly if she would perform at halftime. She says yes. Aww. And she says this. uh, She's going to be playing songs that everybody can sing along to. Yes, that's what we love. Not hard to believe. She's got so many of those. Mm -hmm. And she has also promised to sing at least one song from her upcoming rock album, Rockstar. And, of course, the reason Dolly Parton has a rock album is because when she was nominated and then voted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Uh her reaction Mm -hmm. was, I'm a country singer. Right. I'm not a rock and roll singer. If you're going to put me in the Rock Hall of Fame... I better do a rock album. <laughs> yeah. I'll win the award first, and then I'll go, and then I'll go make the Who record. Who but Dolly? Who but Dolly? Right? That's crazy. That's awesome. So she'll do that's one so of her good. rock album songs and then a mm-hmm. bunch of songs that everybody can sing. But that's something you can look forward to this Thanksgiving. That's cool. Uh, yeah. It's late in the afternoon, so if you're doing mm-hmm. lunch Thanksgiving meals, mm-hmm. you need to wake up from your nap in time to watch it. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a later Mm-hmm. Meal, you might want to wait till after a halftime. And if you're like, to sit the, down uh, for your meal. Thanksgiving's at the Martin Manor and in laws, you'll plan that early meal, but uh-huh. it'll be a late meal. <laughs> and you'll want to watch Dolly, <laughs> right. but you'll be in the middle of something in the middle of it. So there you go. Congratulations to Brandon Lake for two different reasons. Number one, Praise You Anywhere went to number one, mm-hmm. number one song in the country. And number two, his uh, latest project is out, Code of Many Colors. And we shared our conversation that we had with him in August. We shared that yesterday. Early. And it was just early in the early. show. Early. Yep. Yeah. And it was so, so good. So we're gonna we're gonna share that again coming up. But I'm gonna spend the weekend spending some time with his new his new uh, his project. new C D. Mm-hmm. And actually his mom, I didn't realize this, but she, he had posted this on his Instagram yesterday, but his mom and dad, they went through infertility. And I want to say they had, it was a high number of um, miscarriages. And Brandon has talked about how he was a miracle baby and they, they lost several, several babies Mm. before they had Brandon, but it was really, I didn't watch the whole thing because I was in the middle of, you know, the girls getting ready to head, head to Europe but seeing his mom on his Instagram talk about that and her, you know, and then being pregnant with Brandon was super cool. But this, there's a song on the record that is his mom's story. So I want to go check all that out um, this weekend. And but yeah, yeah but you can check out Brandon Lake here just coming up. And uh, if you want to see some videos, we also have those posted mm-hmm. at the morning So Brandon Lake just ahead on the morning cruise. Got a special guest with us this morning. Brandon Lake is here. First hey, time hey. that we've had a chance to sit I down know. and talk with Brandon. You've been a get for a quite get. some. Yes, That's we've right. been wanting yes. to have you on the show. Well, I've been got 
Yes, you've I been thank gotten. God. I'm here. Yes. Honored to be here. Love you guys. Um, we got to hang out a little bit at um, CMB. Yep, and had a blast. Laughed a ton. And, yeah, uh, we did. Special, special station. Love you guys. So I was flying to Charleston for one of my girlfriend's 40th birthdays. Nice. And I'm not a great flyer. I just I get nervous flying, uh-huh. and especially on that flight from Atlanta. Always bumpy around Atlanta. Oh, I don't know why. Always bumpy. Always. So here's what's so funny. So I'm sitting in the back of the plane. We land in Charleston, and this guy stands up, and I recognize the braids. <laughs> and I'm like, the braids. yes, I recognize the braids. And can I just tell you my first honest thought? Lord, if you'd have told me Brandon Lake was on this flight, I wouldn't have been worried because <laughs> I know we're not going it's down because you're not down. it's not going down. You're not Oh man, I was probably <laughs> just as nervous as you were. I would have said the exact opposite. Yep. Been like, oh Lord, the Lord's not gonna take this plane down to no. you know, if you're uh, on it. No, it was man, hilarious. I am a nervous flyer as well. I am. And I just have to distract myself. Yes. Because I'm on flights often. What do you do to distract yourself? You're uh you know a game on the phone? I sit in my prey and I just Oh yes. I, right. you know. Yes. Uh, yeah music you know shows that's my like only time where i can really get into a show or a movie it seems to be on a flight because when i'm home it's like my kids dominate the tv and then it's like my wife goes to bed pretty early so if i want to watch a movie it's either on a flight or late by myself Mm -hmm. and then it's kind of like what am i doing go to bed yeah go to bed yeah okay let's talk about hair and i know you get this question a lot but we're just going to go there first and you know just get it out of the way do you know how much money I pay to have good hair? I mean, women pay lots of money uh-huh. to have what's sitting on your head. I almost had it down too with the with the curls out, but this humidity oh, yeah. right now, yeah. uh, it would be like shabloom. Like it'd be yeah. hitting the cameras. I yeah. go hair down in California because yeah. it's like, oh, this is what my hair is supposed yeah. to really look like. So here's what I want us to do: on the count of three, I want us to say how often we wash our hair. Okay, like out of a, out of like a week or well, a well year? you just tell no no okay. no you just tell me how often you wash your hair okay, okay. so here we go one two three once Six a week days out of seven once a week I wash well, my I've hair heard that's like the key to having great looking hair except for me if I don't wash my hair every day uh-huh. it gets so like there will be little hairs just everywhere yeah. I look like a, it's like a rat's nest oh yeah a bird's nest like. You would dry be dry shampoo. shampoo, the greatest invention ever. Do you use dry shampoo? No, I've never used it. I'm She's used okay. so I'm much that there are days when if she pats <laughs> the top of her head, there's a mini snowstorm. Yeah, 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 yeah. right, right. <laughs> Andrew, like, no, it's dry shampoo. But I feel for your wife sweeping the floor, and the kids are like, "Why are you sweeping the floor?" Oh, it's daddy shedding it. Yeah, 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 yeah. right, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, no, I will say this though. So I, I wash my hair almost every day if I want it to look presentable. Mm. But I have not shampooed my hair in probably over 10 years. Really? Yeah, TMI. Y'all, I'm not <gasps> that gross. I promise. I smell good. But shampoo is, I've, I've been told, is it bad it... for my kind of hair because okay. it dries it out. All right. And my hair is so thick. It has like, it doesn't really get greasy yeah. very fast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyways, I, I conditioner. 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 I live okay. off a of conditioner. If mm. you saw the amount of conditioner I have to use though to get all the knots out, yeah, leap daily, yeah, uh, yeah, it's all it's, right. It's, all right, we'll get to the serious <laughs> stuff. I'm yeah. on tour, and I already told like one of our guys that like gather stuff for us, and I just ran out. I was like, hey, this is really important. I need you to go to Ulta. Uh-huh. I need you to get me uh, <laughs> Curl Smith's Styling Souffle because that is what I have to, when I get out of the shower oh, and my hair is wet, I yeah. will pull some, uh, put that, some of that through my hair so mm-hmm. that it stays plickety plat. Because if I don't have it plickety plat, it's going to be shabloom. And it is. <laughs> it's it. a lot. I love it. Brandon Lake on the morning cruise this morning. Before we get too far, we talked about your hair. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about this right here? Let's go. Yes, we can. This is Brandon sitting comfortably on the couch on the cover of Charleston Home and Design, summer 2023. How good is that outfit, though? This is model (laughs) Brandon going with the the animal print. I do have one question. Does your wife often have to tell you to keep your feet off the coffee table? All the time. I always have my feet up on the coffee table, but my favorite thing to do is to put a pillow on the coffee table and then put my feet on that and she's so about pillows and i'm pretty sure like our pillows cost more than you know yes. we spend on our children whatever mm-hmm. and 
I'm always like doing that. And then I kind of forget. And so she'll come into the room. She'll be like, get your feet off my pillow. <laughs> right. You're going to ruin it. You know, I'm like, we got dogs all throughout the house, but you're concerned with my feet on a pillow. I mean, there's a reason that you're on home and design magazine. This is a bougie place. <laughs> and the only other person I know in Christian music who's been featured because of the home design is Crowder. Which, oh my gosh. And he can't take any else. credit for that whatsoever. Oh no, his wife is a genius. Okay, so So are are you in the same boat? My house is nowhere near Crowder's. Uh, Brittany, my wife, is really great at um, at, at designing things, but I will say, and she would say this, I promise, in all humility, I think I am the designer. Okay. Um, But I've I've had to learn. I did some really weird stuff in our in past (laughs) homes. Like y'all, one time I went to a (laughs) one time I went to a thrift store and I found a old like restaurant booth. Okay. I brought it home. My wife Mm -hmm. is like, "What are you doing?" It was a corner booth too, and so I put it in the corner, and then I took off the cushions. I went to a fabric place, and I don't know why I picked this print. It was so ugly, and reupholstered it, and then. And then I kind of looked back at it and I was like, this is the worst idea I've ever had. <laughs> People would come, like friends would come over and be like, dude, what <laughs> is that is not cool. You know, uh, so I've grown. But um, yeah, we were super honored to be in this magazine. And it was really just like an opportunity for us to share our story. We bought this house out in the country. One, because I travel so much. It's really good for my mental health. Mm-hmm. So when you're on the road, your adrenaline is just going mm-hmm. nonstop. And I'll, I would come home and, and learn the hard way that you really tank. You, you, it's like going from a mountaintop to a valley pretty quick. And so I needed a place that I could detox within 24 hours. I'm just like, okay, I feel like myself again. So we bought this house out in the country, the cutest home. And we have a few acres. I would have said I was a city boy. I grew up a country boy. And the country boy came back alive mm-hmm. in me. And so now my favorite thing is like cut the grass for two hours. So we just love it. Got to share our heart for hosting people who are burnt out in ministry, artists who are burnt out. Mm-hmm. We try to bring people in and we call it our house of miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, and around, around the same time that I was coming out with that song and that record, mm-hmm. God was giving us a vision for what me and my wife's ministry could be. And we, I could talk all day about this because we have vision, you know, five, 10 years out from where we're at right now. But on that property, we actually want to expand, build a mega home, not so that we can enjoy a, you know, ball and house, but so that we can house five to six couples at one time and do retreats mm. and give people an opportunity to like heal and be restored mm. and be revived mm-hmm. like Brittany and I have experienced in times. I spent just a little bit of time with you in the lake house. Yeah. What was it that possessed you to do a video series on your your home with your family there? Uh, on the Lake Life series, we actually, that was when we were on Daniel Island, and we did all these videos showing behind the scenes of tour, and then our house, and we were remodeling some things, and we're just like, hey, like if God's given us this platform, maybe we should show like what my life looks like off the stage. And I think that's kind of important. And I don't feel like everybody's called to that, but we felt like we wanted to let people in a little bit more. And since then, um, we actually moved out to the country. I went to like a men's store and got a whole new wardrobe for out there. So you really went full on country, full on country. And uh, we're like 30 minutes outside the city now. And you actually have a song on this record coming out called Country Psalm. And I wanted to write like a modern day psalm, but kind of using the perspective of what our life looks like now. Like there's lines like, uh, little feet patter the hardwoods Mm. like drums. My boy's making noise at the Mm -hmm. top of their lungs. This beautiful chaos crashes the calm, but oh, thank God for this country psalm. And it's like all these things that are praising God. It's like Mm. the bird of the morning is singing her song. Go thank God for this country psalm. And in the chorus, it's like, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I've got so much to be grateful for. But lately, my favorite moment is because we have a, a big yard, we have been getting the boys into golf. And so it's all of us out in the yard. Everybody's got a golf club. And we are, would take a baby pool, put it way out in the yard. And, and whoever gets it to the baby pool on the fewest amount of hits, you know, that's how me and my boys really bond is, is playing something together. And I think that stems from like, that's how me and Brittany, I feel like that's how our intimacy grows is having fun together, mm. like playing tennis or golf or whatever. That's honestly when I feel the closest to my wife is Mm. when we're laughing and when we're having Mm. fun. And same goes for my family. Mm. All right. So I got one serious question for you on the same topic here that 
I really was impressed when I saw you at CMB. That's mm-hmm. our industry get together. Mm-hmm. I have a, a prodigal of one of my five right now, and I mm-hmm. thought I wish he could hear wow. what you're sharing for your kids as you raise them. How do you keep this from being more than just we go to church? This is what we do. Yeah, it's got to happen in your home. I think if church feels very different than what happens in your house, again, home is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. And someone recently told me, like, when your kids are acting up, don't immediately think like, oh, my gosh, they're horrible. It's like your home should be the place where they feel comfortable enough to express their frustration, their anger. Like you're going to have moments. They're kids. They're humans. Right. But I want praying for others like you would at church. Like, let's take a moment. You're going through this. Like, let's lay hands, believe like for healing and whatever aspect I think that needs to be as common, if not more common, in your house. And that's one reason why we call the house we live in House of Miracles, because we want that to be normalized, the miraculous. Mm-hmm. Bible says that miracles, signs, wonders follow those who believe. And so if I believe the whole Bible, then I got to believe that part, that if I call myself a believer, then it is possible that signs and wonders will follow. Obviously, though, you have to be active, you have to make that a priority. And so that's why we do bring bring people into our home and, and give them a few days to rest and be revived. And sometimes it's not overly spiritual. Sometimes it's a really great meal and just listening. I just want our kids, I want them to see ministry every day, you know, that way when, you know, churches and home aren't that, that different, mm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it will be so unattractive to them, you mm-hmm. know, when they start to understand it a little bit more. And but we're also teaching them just like the the importance of 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 discipline and, and going on Sunday. And like I, none of us feel like it right now, but you know what? I know it'll be good for our soul, yeah. you know. And sometimes you got to push yourself, force yourself into community because um, sometimes it's messy. Sometimes you don't want to be around people, and you know, you just like it's easier to stay home. Um, so we're really, that's probably the hardest part mm-hmm. is like, especially their young boys and, you know, some, some Sundays are really fun. Some Sundays are really boring for them. And, um, but yeah, just keeping it a, 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 a discipline consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Love yeah. your love for the church. Brandon Lake on the morning cruise. Brandon, thank what you up? for being here this morning. So honored to be um, here. There are some songs that just, you know, yeah. are going to stand the test of time. You have two, you have a lot, but there's Mm. two in particular. Gratitude stands Mm. alone. But the one I actually want to talk about, it's my favorite Brandon Lake song. Let's talk about Graves into Gardens. Like, when did God give you that song? Talk to us about it. Well, this was the first time I ever wrote with Pastor Stephen Furtick Mm -hmm. and Chris Brown and Tiffany Hudson. I am so nervous. Like, Elevation has played the biggest role in, in my faith and and showed me, taught me how to lead worship and I would study them. And and so I go, I'm so nervous. I get there, we start writing the song and it felt kind of country. It felt like, you know, had that kind of sway to it. But then we're like, okay, we need a bridge. And Pastor Stephen had preached this message and in it, he had this phrase, uh, graves into gardens. And Chris is kind of reminding him of that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that that's it. Like, that's the song. And so Pastor Stephen's like, I want it to have like a, a moment where there's like, doesn't just speak faith, but it sounds like it. It's like, let's, let's do something. You know, he gets on the electric guitar and he starts going, bah, 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 bah. you know, we're just kind of, dude, that's it. And he just starts like throwing out lyrics. I mean, it was really like a, within a few minutes, if seconds, that all those lines, graves into gardens, seas into highways, mm-hmm. bones into armies, like it came about. So, the fun part of the story for me though is we finished song we're all so amped on it they said all right we need to demo it pastor steven looks at me he's like hey like you sing it and i was like no no no." i was like why would i do that let's see how chris sounds on it because he'd be the one leading it you know he goes no no no. i think you should do the demo we started doing the demo and i'm singing and i'm all of a sudden this southern man this this lion starts coming out and i start singing with a little bit of chris stapleton in my voice (laughs) and i literally stopped the the track and i was like hey pastor i'm really sorry i don't know why i'm singing like that you know i don't know why there's grits coming out and he goes no he goes give me all of it always like lean into it it's amazing so i sing it you know and well you know that was fun but i'm never gonna lead this song mm-hmm. and then it was a few days later 
he's texting me. He's like, do you love this song as much as I do? I'm like, I really love it. He's like, well, I can't wait for you to lead it. Can you come do the live recording? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I would love to. And I'll never forget. I mean, essentially, this is the biggest platform, you know, that I've been on to this point. And I'm so nervous. And I remember the MD looks at me. He's like, hey, if you ever, when we end the song, if you want to go back into it, you just give me a nod. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nah, like, you know, the church doesn't like, like they like this song. There's, there's no way it's going to be like that lit, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And man, that was the most electric room Mm -hmm. I've ever been in. We get done with the song. And even more Southern person comes out of me. Mm -hmm. I look back at the MD. I take off my guitar. I literally threw it on the stage because I was just like, you know, (laughs) I threw my guitar and I looked at him and I gave him a nod. And that's when I turn around. I go, I don't think think we're we're finished yet. (laughs) I think he's turning some things around. Yeah. And uh, I often go back and listen to that because it just makes me laugh so much. I'm like this, you know, my spiritual, my spirit man came out Mm -hmm. full form of a, a Southern, you know, Charlestonian um, and then we went back into it and I remember when the song was done I walked off stage uh, to get a breather I went back and there's like bathrooms right off this side of the stage and there's this poor little assistant just standing outside of the bathroom and I just literally dropped on the ground I laid on the floor and I was just like thank you God thank you God thank you God thank you God and she's like are you okay you know I'm like one he got me through that and it was the most nerve-wracking thing I've done up mm. to this point in my life and two that was the most insane thing I've ever mm. experienced mm. and so it comes through yeah that was kind of grazing wow. the garden start to finish and Love but it's it. still you know it's, it's still a song I lead yeah. every time yeah. I lead and and I think I'll be singing this uh, mm-hmm. for a very long time mm-hmm. and I'm just so grateful for the faith it gives people mm. and to hear a generation or to hear thousands of people saying that there's nothing better than you Lord there's nothing, nothing better than yeah. you I mean that is so true mm. and it's so power it's a powerful thing to declare Graves into Gardens Brandon Lake on the Joy FM Rattle is Pastor Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church, uh, Chris Brown, who's a worship leader there, and myself. It was in the middle of COVID. We started it, if I'm rem- remembering correctly, we started it over Zoom. And I think the next week or a few days later, no, no, I think it was like um, a day or two later, I was driving up to Charlotte to do when everyone had to do church online, mm-hmm. like shut everything was shut down and we were doing, uh, we'd have a few people who were like, you know, had to get a COVID test, come in and we do an online service and broadcast and no one's in the room. And so we had, I think it was one of those weekends, we started writing it and it was a totally different song at first. And, uh, and there was a common theme of like the, the uh, bones of Elisha and um, we were kind of vamping on this one idea. And then the next day, I think we rewrote it and then tried it out with the band and then I think we rewrote it again, maybe that next day. So it was like rewritten like two or three times. Finally got the band together. I remember my wife was with me on the trip that we were um, workshopping it because in like Pastor Stephen has so many ideas. And so we're just in it and we're running the song over and over again. And then, and then that's how like the live, live, mm-hmm. dry bones, say the word of the Lord. You know, all that was like. Post writing the song, all these other ideas were started to come out just from us leading it and, and trying. And my poor wife's out there in the audience with no one, no <laughs> one else. She's just sitting out there and she's kind of looking at me. Hours went by and we're just like kids in like a garage, essentially, like garage band, just just having a blast with this song and working on it and working on it. I get in the car and she's like, did you really have to play it that many times? You know, like, like okay. And, um, and so we just fell in love with it. I, mm-hmm. I actually almost texted Pastor Stephen just the other day and was like, remember that time we wrote maybe mm-hmm. all of our favorite song that mm-hmm. we've ever been a part of? So good. And there's just something about it. It doesn't just speak faith. It sounds like faith. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it wakes the church up. It wakes people up and reminds them that anything is possible, that God is able and uh, I think it's like one of my still one of my favorite things to lead of all time. Was there ever a moment while you were jamming to it that you thought to yourself, nobody is ever going to play this in church? One million percent. Man. We and here's the thing. This this is what's so cool. Um, we definitely had that moment. We looked at each other and we we're like, no one is ever going to do this song except for us. 
and we might not even do this song <laughs> after we try it once in front of the church and we're like wow what were we thinking mm. uh, you know mm. uh and but we're like you know what like do you love it yeah i do i, I love it and pastor steven has coined this term that we use all the time we go right for your phone first mm. and what i mean by that is write something that you love um beyond truth obviously right truth the gospel but but like however that is expressed if you love it like follow that feeling you know and chase that there's mm -hmm. a reason why if it makes me come alive mm -hmm. like maybe it will for someone else and so we're like regardless of what happens with this song we love it and we have it on our phone and we're going to listen to it mm -hmm. and i think over the next few days we were just listening mm -hmm. listening it over and over and over again and so then we got the band together and then that's when they recorded the music video for it again if you go back and watch it no one's in the room except for the band and um and then it was i remember the moment where it went number one i think on radio mm -hmm. and we were like our jaws dropped we're just like if any song we would have bet against it would be this one you know and it's the song that goes mm. number one like pretty shortly after yeah. so if anyone's listening out there and you're like i don't know if my sound will ever be accepted i think that's a lie i think god created you the way he did for a reason you sound that way for a reason and you have passions and, and tendencies to, to you know like whether it's rock and roll or if it's jazz or it's R&B or it's country, like, man, we need all those expressions mm -hmm. of worship. You know, someone's going to identify with that. And so it's been really cool to see this one somehow, by the grace of God, be accepted by the church. Here it is. It's Rattle on the Joy FM. talking a little bit about family life i raised three boys you're raising three boys yeah i don't know about your wife my wife was very comfortable as the mother of boys how comfortable is Brittany being the mother yeah of sons three wild boys she was made to be a boy Aww, mom and nice. i think i'm i'm the one that was kind of like man I really love a daughter to go like shopping with, you know, and like I love clothes and I got crazy hair. We could bond over that. Good night. If we had a daughter, like she would have the most amazing hair. Yeah. You know, Brittany has like curly hair as well. And, but yeah, she is the most comfortable with, I mean, it's just felt like this is exactly how God intended it to be. Three boys. I feel like a modern day king. Like mm -hmm. if I was a king back in the day, mm -hmm. three boys, you can brag I mean that. like, yeah, still king, right. And uh, so I feel like we're just, we love it. And it's so much fun. The house is crazy. Yeah. She's comfortable raising these boys, but my goodness, she experiences a lot. Uh, my wife, when we first got married, she started uh, one of those precious moments collections. Mm -hmm. They did not survive the kids. <laughs> right, right. Uh, that's, now yeah. let's, let's talk ages a little bit. My first two were 10 and a half months apart, and then we waited Whoa. about three or four. Yeah, I know. They call it Irish Whoa, twins. That's right. So they've always been pretty close, which is good news, bad news yeah, a right. lot of times. Best friends, worst enemies. Yes. Yeah. And then we had Daniel. The caboose came in about three or four years later, which was great, uh, but in many ways, he always wanted to be with the older brothers, and they were always annoyed that he was always around when their yep. friends came over. What are the ages of your three? Yeah, eight, six, and one. So it took us eight months to get pregnant with Blaze, our oldest, and just long enough to where you're like, okay, God, like what's going on, you know? And it was like this crazy thing. As soon as we stopped stressing about it and we surrendered it, Brittany got pregnant, and Bo is six, and so they're two years apart. And honestly, people ask him if they're twins all the mm -hmm. time. And then we had our sweet surprise. Uh, yeah, five years later, six years later, actually, uh, it's probably T TMI. But I was I was we supposed like to TMI. be in Florida. Okay, <laughs> we like TMI around here. <laughs> we weren't trying to get pregnant. We were so happy with the season of life we were in. Like, you know, five and seven. It's a really great age. They can start to kind of take care of themselves. You know, and and then I was I was supposed to be in Sunrise, Florida, 
and I decided to go home for 24 hours in the middle of a tour. I was like, I got, I got to go see my family. I don't need a day off in sunrise. I'm going home, and then I'll fly out for the next show. Well, <laughs> looks like it was the, the day off. Yeah, or she's very wrong, you know, by many days because I was on the road. You That's know? a banner so, moment right there. It is oh, a banner. Oh, nice. Nice. Bill's known for dad jokes. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's he is he started walking at 10 months um and uh he looks up already just you know chasing his older brothers and it has been so much fun and he's the sweetest i don't know what it is about the third kid i've had a few other friends that their third child was so chill so happy Mm -hmm. and uh that's how he is he's Mm -hmm. such a delight i hope it stays that way Uh, me too we're just about ready to uh, say goodbye to Brandon, but he's got a brand new project called Coat of Many Colors. And there's one more thing we want to do. Something just a little fun with Brandon before he gets out of here. We we actually have Brandon Lake in this morning, and you're kind of an expert on the letter B. All your family members <laughs> yeah. are named B. You've got animals named B. With the B team. Right. So <laughs> I figured, and are you a fan of the game show Jeopardy? I'm sure you are. Super love <laughs> Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> So, we're going to play a little Brandon in Jeopardy. Okay, love it. I apologize ahead of time. Here's the way it works. You might have to teach me how to play. This is my parents' game. You have to answer with what is. You answer the question. Uh, The answer with a question, right? Yep. Okay, and I'll give you the answer. You give me the question. We'll do as many of these as we can in 30 seconds. If you get more than five, we play all your singles. If you oh. get less than five, we mispronounce your name every time you back. Oh, right, right. Oh, I'm going to botch this. It's going to be. There's another B word for you. All right, Dave has 30 seconds on the clock. It's I time do. for Brandon in Jeopardy. You ready? Yeah. All right, famous classical composer whose name begins with B. Beethoven. Be- what is Beethoven? Who is Beethoven? Who is Beethoven? Next one. Who is Beethoven? A long, slender fish with sharp teeth and a silver body. Um, uh, what is uh, what is uh, uh, ch- chupacabra? Uh, a a, a what is a swordfish? What is a what is a barracuda? Okay, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Oh, they're all bees. Sorry. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll skip this one. How about this? The country artist. No, this, go back to the quarterback because I know who's going to be. Super Bowl winning quarterback who also won the masked singer. Oh no, not Tom Brady. You nope. that should be B Brady. Uh, Bradshaw. This oh. country artist has friends in low places. Um, Garth Brooks. Who is Garth Brooks? Who is yeah. Garth Brooks? Who was Garth Brooks? Places? Oh, you thought you got it. You get no, the no, point. No, 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 no. I'm trying to help That's you. Who is, yeah, who is Garth Brooks? It has been fantastic. This is the wor- that was the worst <laughs> it has been game I've ever played. Listen, Y'all, I am so sorry. I just want you to know it's been fantastic having you with us, Brandon Heath. We're really glad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, I was trying to help yeah. you. I probably made it worse. I probably made it worse. Man. Oh, oh, I did horrible. This is the morning crew.